Welcome, everybody, to this delightfully awkward edition of the Cashed Out Podcast. The, I'm the host, as be, be, bequeathed by me, Alex, or bethroned, or however you want to say that. I got my boys with me. I got uh, Ricky and Jay. Say what's up, fellas. What's up? Coming to you uh, midday for the first time ever, which is strange. This is a, not from, a, from a, the bunker, from the tornado bunker. Yeah, it looks <laughs> so just for some context, um, it the, the tornado sirens are going off here in Omaha. It looks really gloomy outside. My whole family, my parents are visiting. We're all in the basement. Um, generally I like to be away from everybody, but for safety, everybody's packed in here. Um staring at you. Yeah, and we would have done this last night, it would have been much better, but uh Zoom wouldn't open on my computer that's nine years old, so we're doing it today. And uh because it's a kind of a weird time for us to be doing this, we're going to, we have a little bit of a time constraint that we haven't normally had. So we're going to just roll right into it. How did everybody do? How was the Cardinals game? And then we'll get going. Ricky, start us off. Why, why do you got to start there? Cardinals game was awful. What do you mean? It was uh, very disappointing. I thought the Cardinals were going to show up and show out and the, the Rams have finally looked the way the Rams have looked at the beginning of the season. And now uh, Cardinals fall back to earth. They're third in the NFC uh, overall and uh they're 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 fighting for that playoff spot still it, uh, they have a really good locked it up and really good have... though this week we played detroit though so that makes me feel good that's a nice game to have and next. then we play the colts who uh i don't feel so great about anymore but neither uh neither here nor there it's gonna be a tough christmas game for us jay how was your weekend did you enjoy uh did you enjoy the cardinals game um it's always enjoyable to go to a game and it was nice to see that there were more Cardinals fans than there were Rams fans, which was solid. First uh, time ever. Yeah, they, the game just took a turn real early on. That pick that Kyler threw that first pick was, to me, like the the turning point in the game. That just oof, so bad. We started. Yeah. I love him, but he throws some dumb interceptions. The second one where he tried to lob it over, but like he didn't even lob it. He like threw it straight at the guy. Like it was really, it was there for a lob, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why we didn't run. There were two or three times you got within the 10 yard line. And I mean, what James Conner had two rushing touchdowns. He should have had four. There were so many times that it was, yes. If you go back to the play that he got picked on, it should have been a touchdown had he not got it intercepted. But you know, at the end of the day, you should try to pound the rock. I get Aaron Donald got pressure, but on fourth on fourth and one with, with a mobile quarterback, you got to drop back. If you pass, that's great. But Kyler's so fast. He needs to take two steps and he would have had a first down. I don't know. I don't know. Can you guys hear the wind? It's raining. It's pouring. This is crazy. What a good, what a good day for a podcast. So we're going to get into the good and the bad. And hopefully my house is still standing by the end of this bad boy. Uh, what went well for us last week, everybody? How did we do? That wise, I didn't do fantastic. Um, the monsters that we've called for the past couple of weeks have hit, I think in all the different variations. So that's been good. But um I think the Bucks played pretty well this week. The Packers played pretty well. Cowboys played pretty well. I don't really want to get too far into it, but I think those those teams did well. Um, the Raiders played 
poorly, but that's kind of to be expected in Arrowhead. Patrick Mahomes looks like he's all there. Excited to see the game that he's got this week against the Chargers. That's going to be an exciting game tomorrow. On Thursday, um, what a good game. Yeah, it's Finally. a good start to the week. It's definitely a bit of a toss-up because now you've got the Chargers who are like one game behind the Chiefs, so it's going to be it's going to be a good battle, but I'm looking forward to that for sure. And Saturday football this week too. Yeah. Even more exciting. Ricky, one went well for you, man. Not much. There were a couple of props that I felt uh, pretty good on. A.J. Green going into the game, I talked – uh, with a, a buddy and said, you know, James Conner, anytime touchdown and uh, AJ Green to go over. I think they had him at like three and a half receptions total, which was kind of a, a bit of disrespect. Once you saw Jalen Ramsey was going to be out, you kind of figured Hop would have had a, a, a bigger game than he did. But definitely when you go from being defended by the second receiver or second cornerback to now the third, um, AJ Green took advantage and, and got over that big milestone of 10,000 receiving yards, which was Cool to see, but of course I coupled that with uh, cards, money line, and you know that that kind of died on the vine there. Uh, Cowboys were really the thing that that carried my week. Um, a couple of prop bets on Rodgers and some throwing touchdowns in the third quarter, but otherwise uh, not much to uh, to write home about, sadly. And then I guess with the worst thing that that I was all in on last week was our road dog, our road dog parlay. We had the Steelers on Thursday. We liked the Ravens going to Cleveland, and then we had kind of in there from Ricky. He mentioned the Bills. How how does this happen? All three, all of those teams lost. It felt That's like why the Road sure, Dogs, baby. I mean, it was surefire money. Live with I mean, the, the Road Raven, Dog. The Die Ravens with the were road plus dog. two and a half, man. It was ridiculous. I can't even believe it. And then another one that we all really liked was the Bengals last week. It worries me that the Niners are a good team. I'm happy the Cardinals already beat them twice, but. I mean, Kittle, man, the Niners, that's the biggest difference. This is what they do, man. They just find their stride and, you know, they might lose some early games, but it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And the, and you know what? It was really good to see Joe Burrow, like really get into the game. You saw him do a bunch of yells. They, you know, they're really close game. Bummed the Bengals couldn't win, but you know, Niners are looking good going forward. And the Bengals, you know, it was a hard fought game. So something, something to watch going forward. Are we good to get into the next week's games, gentlemen? Let's do it. I'm all about it. So finally, a good game on Thursday. You got Chiefs. They're minus four going to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Chiefs are now nine and four out of nowhere. Chargers are eight and five. Over under is 51. How are we feeling about this one? This is an incredible Thursday game. What are we feeling, gentlemen? I kind of alluded to this, but this is going to be a really, really hard fought game. I wouldn't expect anything less. I like that it's uh, at home for L.A., I think that this game could really go either way. The Chargers have a more consistent offense um, than the Raiders do, so I don't, I don't see them struggling too much to put up some points against the Chiefs. Um, and obviously, the Chiefs are are rolling right now on offense. So uh, the over under right now at fifty one. Honestly, it's probably going to get higher than that. Smack um, that over for sure. But I'm going to take the Chargers. They're they're a four point underdog. I'm going to take Chargers plus four. I'm expecting to see a hard fought game. I'd actually like to see the Chargers win this game. Uh, my Raiders are pretty much down and out at this point, but I'd like to see someone other than the Chiefs win win this division. So that'll be nice to see. The Chiefs, Ram what, they're on a, a, a six-game six. winning streak, and e- e- each one of those games have really been kind of dominant wins, right? Obviously, defenses look really good, held teams to, to not scoring as many points as they, they had at the beginning of the year. I have maybe a different take in the sense that I think the Chiefs are going to absolutely blow out the Chargers, right? I think that they're going to cover that spread. 
I, I get that the Chargers have been playing better. They're in the hunt, only one game out from a playoff perspective, but the, the offense for the Chiefs is coming back into its own. Chiefs defense looks really good. I've ne- We've seen some of those games where the Chargers don't show up and there's a bit of a letdown. I think this could be one of those games and, and four points is, to me, pretty pretty comfortable. So I've, I've got Chiefs given the four um, and would even kind of tease that up if, if I had to as the line continues to grow as the week gets later and later. This is an interesting one because I feel like early in the season when the Chargers beat the Chiefs, it was like, a, oh, is something wrong with the Chiefs? The Chargers for real. And now we'll really see, you know, the Chiefs have fixed it. We'll see if the Chargers can, you know, build on what they already had. I don't think I'm going to bet this one. I think this is just a watch for me. This one's this one's scary. This one's a little bit scary. Just because I don't start know. Start to the week, though. It is a great start to the week. Great start to the week. And in addition to our great start to the week, we have Saturday games for the first time all season. Saturday game, the first one. Raiders going to Cleveland. The Raiders are six and seven, going to Cleveland seven and six somehow. They are minus six. Over under is forty two. Every Browns player, I'm pretty sure, is on the COVID list, though. They said there was 14 players, including Baker Mayfield. I mean, that it's I, the whole actually, league. you know what? The check Ricky, somebody give me some thoughts on this. Jay, if you want to share your Raiders thoughts, let me check on this line really quick because Browns minus six. I that seems incredibly high. If it changed, it's yeah, Vegas like, minus a point and a half. There you go. I mean, so if, if half your team doesn't show up to play because they're sick. Or because they're in protocols, you, you can't be favored. So so now we'll say it's Raiders minus minus one and a half. What do we like? Um man, I had originally when I looked at this the other day, I liked the over at 42. This is obviously before when the line was at minus six. The line has changed on the over under to 38 and a half. Oh, dude, I don't know. With with all the the COVID players from Cleveland like I just don't know how they're going to move the ball to be honest um this changes a lot of things to be honest uh, I, might take, I mean I think I'm going to take the, the Raiders minus one and a half the COVID I know, list yeah I know Baker's on it but I like outside Baker was the there's no other bit, no other huge names I mean John okay. Johnson Troy Hill Malik was out. I I think the I, I don't see him on the COVID list maybe from tuesday all right so drew forbes jerick willis teller the gar i mean yeah no it's it's like 90 percent of their team sorry i was not scrolling <laughs> far enough yeah it's jar it's it's the whole it's the whole crew right i agree jay 38 points now kind of scares the crap out of you but again 38 points all you need is one weird fumble scooped up and scored and all of a sudden that that's not such a huge line i think if you look at that for like a monster and teasing that up right? Not sexy, but if you add your 13 to 38 and say, Hey, I'm taking under 51, that feels pretty good. Yeah. Um, Cause I was riding with you when I saw your note of over 42, that felt kind of comfortable, but I definitely think Raiders with the, the, the giving a point and a half is, is probably the, the bet from a spread perspective. Um, but I don't know where the offense is going to come from for uh, Cleveland. So that all being said, are we going Raiders on this one? I, I'm cool. I like the Raiders on this one now. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the Raiders one and a half. I think if you're doing something fun on Saturday, that's great. But Saturday night, you should definitely try to watch the Patriots play the Colts. Pats have been on an absolute tear, nine and four. Colts, seven and six. Kind of on the rise. Seven and six is not great, but they're in the playoffs right now. Colts are minus two and a half, which is insane to me. Over under is 45 and a half. 
what are we feeling boys this is going to be some smash mouth football there's gonna be a lot a lot of run in the rock a good defensive battle i'm gonna lean with uh who i've been leaning with all year and say the pats getting two and a half again that i get that they're on the road but the patriots look pretty good they find ways to win even in in difficult conditions like the bills game they can do it a lot of different ways they're going to put different looks that the, the colts are going to have to cover and i think over time you're going to going to see they're going to be able to to score more points um than than the colts overall so i think we just got our first our first road dog of the week there you go patriots. i saw you type in and was trying I'm in, to i'm in on that I, I think the patriots they're just a really solid football team and you know what i think the colts have jonathan taylor excelling right People have had him in the in the MVP race, but Wentz tends to have some little Wentz mistakes every now and then. And against a team like the Patriots, they're really good at taking away what you're really good at and making you know the rest of the machine need to do the winning. Scares me. I do like getting two and a half for the Patriots. I'm in on the Patriots this week. I'm going the other way. I'm going to take the Colts minus two and a half. Um, you're right. The Patriots have looked great, and honestly, like every other week, I, I like taking the Patriots. But this game. At home for for Indy and with Jonathan Taylor with, you know, the way that he's been playing over the past six weeks, he's looked really, really good. And you're right. Once is kind of shaky from from time to time, but I expect them to put on a good game against the Patriots. I'm really excited just for the game in general, but I'm going to take the opposite. I'm going to take Colts minus two and a half. I think they got a decent chance of winning this game, Uh, but Patriots are a hard team. They always are. We'll we'll see what happens. Going to be a great game either way. I'm all in. Let's move now to Sunday games on Saturday means less games on Sunday. I think we can gloss over this one. I have no real opinion. Panthers are five and eight going to Buffalo bills are seven and six minus 10 and a half over under is 43 and a half. It is hilarious that Cam Newton has been benched now in two of the games that he's played after making such a big deal about I'm back. I'm back. You still suck. I got bills on this one. 10 and a half is high. I probably tease it, but I'm all on the bills. Yeah. I don't think, any of us have a different take. I think we're all riding the Bills on this game. Bills need a win bad now, too. I mean, they've had some big game after big game after big game, dropped them all. They were, you know, top of the AFC. They are, I believe, let me check really quick. I have it down here. I believe they were just, they're the number seven seed. So, I mean, like, Buffalo, the Buffalo, Buffalo card, can't yeah. afford to lose at all. You know, like, the, these games matter to the Bills. Um, but they should win this game, I do believe. So, on to the next one. We can gloss over this one too. The Cardinals now without DeAndre Hopkins. Cardinals are 10 and 3 after losing to the Rams, minus 14 to the 1, 11 and 1 Lions. Over under is 47 and a half. I feel like this is a good game for the Cardinals to have right now. Continue to, to kick some butt, get back in the winning column, go from there. But the Cardinals are going to win this game. That's my take. Yeah, I'm I'm all in on that as well. Cards for sure will win this game. And this is a it's a good game to have after a shitty loss to the Rams. And they're going to need it, too, because after that they go Colts. They have the Cowboys coming up still. I know they play Seattle. So, I mean, this is kind of the last opportunity for the Cardinals to feel good about themselves before having to earn some wins. In Dallas. Yeah, in Dallas. Indy, so. Dallas, Seattle. And you yeah. got to win at least two of those three. Is that is that the last four? At... Are we are we at four now? Yeah. Oh, my God. Lions. Oh, then you got Christmas evening Indy. for the – Yep. Then you go Oops. to Dallas and you close out at home against Seattle. So those are, those are four with the exclusion of the lions four challenging games. And if you want that first seed, you got to win three out of four and you got to expect, hopefully that the green Bay is a pretty easy the schedule Bucks. the rest of the way out. 
Yeah, I mean, but in strength of schedule wise, the the Packers definitely have it the the easiest relative to uh, who they're facing. Yeah, Cardinals should win. A big blowout would be would be nice here, just to feel good about ourselves going into some of the tougher games. Uh, moving on to uh, again, I'm not sure why they make some of these games this late in the season. Jets are three and ten. Dolphins are six and seven. Dolphins are they were kind of on the rise. What? Well, I was going to say inter interdivision matchup. What do you mean? Well, I, this is this is December football, baby. AFC it, East, so Smash AFC, Mouth. AFC East sucks. Dolphins. Well, I will say the Dolphins have won what six straight, five or six straight. They're the first team to match to go from one and seven to six and seven since like the nineteen eighty something Giants. They're I mean, not even five hundred yet. Tua's playing some good ball. They're in the hunt. They're in the AFC East. You got a chance. You got a chance. Are we all in Dolphins money line for this one? Anybody think the Jets are going to squeak one out? Oh, the Dolphins are hot. Dolphins money line. There you go. Next Sizzle, game. baby. This, I mean, some of these games, I feel like they're just a little lopsided. So that's kind of why they could be skips. This one, Cowboys 9-4, and four, minus 10 to the Giants. Giants at home, 4-9, over under 45. To me, that's, uh, you know, we don't need to talk about it a lot. Cowboys have been, you know, been looking good. They're they're coming into form. Giants just got blown out. This to me is Cowboys all the way. Hasn't Jerry Jones been super critical of uh, of Dak? I feel like I've seen some articles pop up on my ESPN app. I haven't really read into them, but talking about Dak being in a slump. I don't think it's just Jerry Jones. I think it's a lot of people. So do you feel but, comfortable about 10 points or would you tease this down? You know what concerns me the most, Jay, is that all one week Zeke was hurt and then he's been hobbling for a couple of weeks. And then like, they're not playing Tony Pollard. And then all of a sudden Tony Pollard just misses a game out of nowhere. And if, if Dak is not playing that good, I think overall that bums me out a lot where like before you had two good running backs, you have a good Dak Prescott, great wide receivers, but they've had some, you know, issues with some of their players staying healthy. I, I, this to me is more of the Cowboys are good, even at half strength. The Giants are bad. Their full strength is like negative. You know, they're they're just not a good team. They just got crushed. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I I don't feel confident about the ten though. I will tease them down. Cowboys will win this game, but I don't feel good about the ten. Three is much more manageable. I will agree with that. Ten's always scary. I, I think the thing too, when you look at the. Cowboys in particular, now they've got all the weapons back on defense, right, from a defensive line perspective. That was the first game since, like, week one with Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, and Micah Parsons. That front four is pretty fucking unreal, um, and you had some good guys on the back end that are – really, I think the defense is kind of starting to come into their own. Um, I agree with you guys. Zeke and, and even Dak have struggled a little bit, but the Giants are very hot and cold. I think 10 – I'll probably stay money line, but if I had to stretch for it, I definitely think the 10 is, is within reach for the Cowboys. Next game we have is the Washington football team. They're six and seven. This is a good under 500 game. Washington under 500, six and seven. Eagles in Philadelphia under 500 at six and seven. Eagles are minus seven. That number seems incredibly high to me, but I did say I did like the Eagles odds to make the playoffs. This is the Eagles need to win game because Washington right now has the, I believe they have the last NFC spot. Let me take a look here. Yes. They have the last NFC spot. A win by the Eagles is a huge switch. You got Indy in the playoffs. You got Philly in the playoffs right now. That's a, that's a double for me. I'm feeling good. So I, I like the Eagles on this one. They're just coming off by 
but I feel like the Eagles are going to be able to take Washington. I feel like their bubble might have burst a little bit. That line jumped up a ton. It was five when you first made the dock, and I was just looking because I wanted to take advantage of all this good knowledge and, and, and feedback from you guys and make some bets, and I saw it jumped all the way up to seven. I would take the seven for Washington. I thought they played a pretty good game, all things considered, against the, the Cowboys last week. Heineke still looks solid. Defense is showing you that they actually have some players. They're getting after the quarterback. Eagles have shown you they can, you know, they're a below 500 football team. So is Washington football. Football can happen. Seven points for the Eagles, even though they're coming off the bye, feels a little sketchy. So maybe that's one of those that you throw into a, a teaser and go up and go, hey, I don't think that they're going to be able to beat them by 13. Might be something to look at. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that, Ricky. I When I first looked at this, I felt like I was going to lean towards Washington football team and just take them money line. But with the seven point spread, I might take, I think I'll take Washington football team plus seven, but I also like the, the over under at 44. That could be one that I might tease up and take the under on this game. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout on either side. And if we've got points at 50, 51, that seems a little high for this game. So I, I might tease it up, take the under and take Washington football plus seven against the Eagles. I don't think either of those teams scores in, in buckets. They're kind of lower scoring affairs when, especially Washington. Why I think Washington's average has got to be, you know, nearer to 20 than anything. Yeah. Um, so I do agree with that. Um, moving onwards to the next game. Interesting game to me. This one be a fun watch. Titans nine and four minus two to the Steelers six, six and one. Uh, it's in Pittsburgh over under is 41 and a half. I did see that the Titans were potentially getting Julio Jones back. So something to think about. How are we feeling about this? The Steelers right now, I do not believe they're in the playoffs. They are not in the playoffs and they're behind a little bit. So a uh, big one for the Steelers. Titans are looking good. I believe they're the number two seed right now. So, I mean, more, more room for air for the Titans, but Steelers are in a good uh, disruptive position here just to kind of play the spoiler for the Titans. What are we thinking? I kind of lean towards the Steelers in this game and I'm going to, eat my words next week betting on the Steelers just like I did this past week I was pretty bummed out that they didn't beat the Vikings and very early on it looked like it was going to be an absolute massacre they've tended over the past couple weeks to I don't know find it in the third and fourth quarter and make things interesting I think if they can start off a little bit hotter than they might have a better shot of beating the Titans um, I'm still weary about the Titans if they're if they're all there if they're really a, a good team because they've had their moments for sure. But uh, with this game, I'm going to take the home team here, the underdogs. I'm going to take Steelers' money line. Oof, I like it. Road favorite. I will I will probably roll with the Titans. I think getting Julio back. Tannehill's got some versatility. I think the Steelers are a tad bit dysfunctional, and they show you that late in games. They make some, some poor decisions. Uh, defense is good. I think it'll be a defensive struggle. I think maybe that under of 41.5, or if you look for a teaser – um, bringing that up to maybe 47 and a half and taking the, the under there, just probably a, a defensive and run oriented game. I think we'll eat some of the clock up, um, but I'm going to roll with the Titans just based on what I've seen from them. They find ways to win and the Steelers find ways to lose. It's tough when you have a team that's good in a shitty division because they play, you know, potentially four bad games, six bad games, you know, every season. So the Titans just beat the Jags 20 to zero, which is impressive. 
but it's the Jags. And that makes it tough to be like, well, let's look at the last thing that the Titans did, how they do. They did great, but against a horrible team. So I, I do, I'm going to go Titans as well. Minus two is fine with me. Get a field goal. You're good. Steelers, like Ricky said, have a lot of dysfunction. I think the Titans are going to win this game. And I do think that, that the field goal is attainable. Strength of schedule though. Titans, I think definitely edge out the Steelers. They've played more, you know, the Colts twice, Buffalo, Kansas city, the Rams, New Orleans, Arizona, right. And they're nine and four. So I feel like if you're going to throw the argument out there of, yeah, they're in a weak division, but that, you know, because they were the one seed in their division, when they play out of conference and out of division, they're playing play the, harder the, the harder team. So I think it's more impressive that they've gotten to this point, especially I think the stat still stands that they are the team that's played the most players in a season ever. Right. And there's still four weeks to go. They've been riddled with injury, been beaten up. And frankly, the entire league is, is going through a, a pretty crazy wave of, uh, of COVID exposure so you know it's pretty impressive what they've managed to do given everything they've uh, been battling did you say that you were going to take the under at 41 and a half or you're going to tease no, it up tease, and take the tease, under? tease up tease up and under yeah. so for 47 and a half i think is where i'd feel comfortable just given uh the team again that's the thing is is every week i look at these lines and i'm like who came up with this number and then you take action on you know the flat over underline you're like oh they, you know it's up one exactly point or down one point doing. yeah it's like they're for, they got a crystal ball sitting there so i don't i don't know it's kind of crazy there's plenty of weeks where i look at the lines and go i don't like any of these lines if i'm not moving the line myself i'm not taking action so uh that's definitely one of those where i think they've got it right on the money uh moving on to the next game really we'll skip this one if you want a good laugh watch this game texans are two and eleven jags are two and eleven uh jags are minus three which is crazy to me but i don't understand how that happens over under is 40 and a half why is it not a pick them why would they just not make it like both these teams suck who's gonna home win? field we don't i mean know. that's what it is yeah it's literally jags are home so there's your three that's insane i mean who d- make a pick who do you guys think's gonna win texans jags all right i don't know does either team want to win <laughs> do they just want to lose they just want the pick does it matter did the I'm Texans have the pick though, or, did, or was did, did the had the Texans given away all their picks as part of some of their trades? Like, is it a Miami pick at this point? I don't know. That's the interesting. Or is thing the other way around? Who did they trade to Miami? Uh, I thought they had gotten the left tackle a couple of years back. Laramie Tunsil. I think so. I think that the was part mask, of the package that they had. Uh, let's I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up in the background. I'll give you guys an update here in a, a couple of minutes when I figure out what I'm trying to look for. That being said, let us move on. I I'm not sure this is next game. Bengals are seven and six Broncos at home, seven and six. I think the Bengals are a better team here. So the Broncos are minus two over under 43 and a half. To me, this is a Bengals game. The Broncos play good, but it's easy to look good when you play against the Lions, right? So it's a good Good for them to have this big weekend against the Lions. That's great. But the Bengals have been good all season and then, you know, kind of regressing and going back and forth. But I don't know. I don't know what to make of the Broncos. But I think the Bengals are just all around a better team than the Broncos. Looking at both of these teams' records, I don't feel like they should be the same. Like, I look at the Broncos and I'm like, how in God's name are you seven and six? Yeah. I don't think they're a good team. I really don't. And somehow they found a way to win seven games this year. And then I look at the Bengals and you're like, damn. You should be better than what a seven good team. Six. Yeah, what a good what team. What is going on? How are we tied here? So this one's going to be interesting. I wonder if it's going to be snowing in uh, in Denver. I mean, Cincinnati's probably used to the cold weather anyways, but uh, it's never easy 
to play in shitty conditions. So that might play a factor, but the Broncos at minus two, I I'm going to take the Bengals money line in this game. They need to, they need to get this win a couple weeks ago when we had the playoff picture. I was like, Oh, Bengals. I want to see them in the championship. And they've lost like all the games. Since then. Since I don't know what's going on. Bengals are going to be such a tough out. If they make it to the playoffs, they're going to be such, such a tough out on offense. They're, they're so versatile. They're so impressive. Um, the, the cow Broncos rather, sorry. My mind always goes to the Cowboys. Uh, the Broncos, if it is snowing, their run attack is, is pretty awesome. Right. So I think they'll find a way the, what 43 and a half is the over underline. That's another one of those where maybe you tease it up and you take the under, just given the fact that both teams, if it's cold are going to want to run the ball. Um, I think the Bengals have shown you, they can still have that versatile passing attack uh, Broncos with the exclusion of the one Cowboys game have shown you, they're not going to really get it done through the air. All the Bengals losses with the exclusion of, of, frankly, the one blowout to the Browns. They lost by three points to the Bears, three points to the Packers, three points to the Jets. Um, they got boat raced a little bit by the Chargers. We talked about that one. It could have gone, frankly, uh, much different um, and been a closer game and then obviously lost by only three to the, the Niners. So they're a tough out. If they can make it to the playoffs, I think they can make some noise. But I, I definitely feel like they're a much stronger team. And the fact that they're uh, getting points, I definitely love that money line for, for the Bengals. I just checked the weather for Denver on Sunday. It looks like it's going to be fine. So no snow, <laughs> no adverse weather. I wasn't sure because yeah. we're getting like storms over here in the West Coast. So I, I don't know. I thought maybe they'd get something, but no, they look pretty clear. I feel like we're going with the uh, Bengals sweep on that one then. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, to me, this is one we could kind of gloss over. Falcons are six and seven. Niners are seven and six. Niners minus nine and a half at home over under 45 and a half. I, I think the Niners have had, you know, previous – Playoff experience, Super Bowl experience. They've got a you know a team of vets. Jimmy G can be a little bit up and down, but you know I think overall this team has the core. They have the experience. Nine, Niners are gonna they're 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 going into end of season form here. I expect the Niners to to run away with this game a little bit. Yeah, I don't I don't have too much else. I think I'm actually I'm gonna take a different take because I don't think they're gonna run away with it. But I think the Niners will win. Um, when I looked at it the other day, I actually liked teasing up the, uh, the line for the Falcons and taking plus 16 and a half, 15 and a half, 16 and a half. Um, do the Niners blow out teams like that? Not often, I guess. So I, I I'm okay with that as well. I just, you know what, it's going to be a, a handed victory, a handy victory. They're not going to, it's not going to be as close as, you know, maybe they're up by 10, but they're up by 10 the whole time and they're dominating. That's kind of what I'm expecting here, but the Niners, you're right. The Niners keep it kind of close. Let me check here. Let me check the Niners, the Niners last last couple games. So they 26-23 uh, win against the Bengals, 30 to 23 when it lost against the Seahawks, 34-26 win against the Vikings, 30 to 10 win against one. Jacksonville, and then 31-10 over the Rams. So eh, I don't know. You're right, though. It's but football. in terms of but in terms of them like you know, crushing a team, maybe not as often as as we would indicate. Ricky, you go Niners on this one. Kittle anytime touchdown. I would I maybe throw a Kittle parlay of of over on receptions in the last three games that he's been back. I think he's like twenty five receptions, three touchdowns, almost three hundred yards in in or over three hundred yards. Right, so they're a different team when he's back. Uh, they've got a, a frankly running back by committee. If you look at the stats of of who's been been getting touches, it's it's everybody. Ayuk looks good. Uh, Debo Samuel looks good. So. I, I would maybe throw more of the kind of player props out there and uh, stay away from 
what could be a weird game, just given the fact that the Falcons every so often show up and keep it close. Okay, next game is the NFC West showdown. We have the Seahawks five and eight going to Los Angeles. The Rams are nine and four. Uh, the over under is 47. Rams are minus six and a half. I want the Seahawks to win, but the Rams, I, I don't know. I'm all in on the Rams this week. So who's going to be out though? So I know OBJ is on, on COVID protocol. It, obviously it sounds like there's a bit of an outbreak that they um, executed kind of the, the critical mass protocol where it's like, Hey, everybody stay out of the facility, stay away from each other. So a little bit of that, who the heck is actually going to be on the, the field. If you look at who is already out for the, the week, it's kind of an aggressive uh, list of people. Um still so I, I see at least seven or eight dudes that are, are starters for that team and again you got to go back to the fact of how many people was obj floating around that at some point when they do the contact tracing do you start pulling stafford out do you start pulling some of the other skill player guys out because they were floating together and um so obviously you don't hope for that but you know it could line could get closer and closer from a, a six and a half perspective i still feel pretty strong that the Rams have shown you they're a really, really good football team. So minus six and a half, even if that line, I think it's up, four, and a, four and a half now it's down to four and a half. Okay. Well then I would definitely go four and a half with the Rams. I think they're, you know, at home coming off a huge uh, Monday night football win are going to really put it to the Seahawks that have shown you there. They're not so great. I'm going to take the under on this game just because. Yeah. Well, I'm going to preface this. I'm going to wait until probably Saturday to bet this game just to see Sunday. what, what happens. Yeah. Sunday to see what happens um, with the team in COVID, because if they start losing some of the other skill players, like if Cooper cup is out, if Stafford's out, then it's going to be tough to hit that number. Uh, obviously that line will decrease if that is the case. So I'm going to keep a close eye on it, but right now I like the under at 47 for this game. This is such classic Seahawks bullshit. They have a horrible season and out of nowhere they're in the playoff picture and all of a sudden they're ruining people's lives. Maybe they win this game. I don't know. That'd be really good. Go Seahawks. Uh, next Cardinals game. Could use it. Cardinals could use it, baby. Next game. Packers 10 and three. They are minus five going to Baltimore to play the Ravens eight and five over under is 43 and a half. I think the Packers are going to dominate this game. Is Ricky, do you know if Lamar is playing? I saw you go over there to, to look at some stuff. Do we have any information? I'm looking on? it up right now. I will say Hunley, who who came in I, for two seconds, thought it was Brett Hunley, formerly of uh, Chandler <laughs> of High Chandler. School, one of the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, I had to do it. I had it was there like, uh, it's Tyler Hunley or whatever. the. Uh, hey, he had a really good game when they had him in earlier. No, in he season. did. He really did. And uh, gosh, I'm trying to find the, the wide receiver that Rashad Bateman had like, two or three balls that he just went up and, and got over the top of the, the cornerback to kind of keep that game close. So um, I do not see anything that's indicating he's currently questionable is not practicing today. Um, so he's not out, which is, which is good, but there are a couple of people it looks like that are uh, on COVID protocol. So who, who knows? I don't think anybody, I think that the, the theme of this week is wait until Saturday and or Sunday to see who the hell is actually going to show up. Cause you never know. Let me ask you, does Lamar in this game change your mind about anything? a thousand percent? Yes. A thousand really percent. though? You, the MVP, one of the, one of the top MVP candidates in the league, I get that this year has not been so great, but we talk about it all the time. That idea of a, a mobile quarterback, the threat of is Lamar going to pull the ball down and be the leading rusher for the Ravens on that day and rush for 150 or 
spread the ball out. It just, again, it's kind of the same thing of when you don't have Kyler and you got Colt McCoy back there, you eliminate a facet of the game. When you have him back there and he's having a good day, it's really hard to defend him. He's the fastest quarterback in the NFL. Watch your mouth. Pretty accurate with the football. McCoy like that. Right. I think the Packers are going to win this game by five. Um, The Ravens have been streaky the past few games and they've struggled to put up points. Um, And the Packers are not shy about putting up points. So I'm going to take Packers minus five, just on the fact that even if Lamar is playing, I'm still going to take minus five. That's what I was saying that they have struggled to put up points. I think exactly that Jay, you hit it right on the head. It doesn't change anything in my head because the Packers are so good and the Ravens have been up and down. I think it's, it's Packers minus five. I love that. I love it. I love it. We're going to move on to the next game. Last uh, sec. Is this the Sunday night game? Is the, uh, the saints six and seven uh, going to Tampa Bay to play the bucks. Bucks are 10 and three minus 10 and a half over under 46 and a half. Any thoughts on this game? Bucks will win. Agreed. Right. The saints like to beat the bucks though. Like out of nowhere, the Saints always find a way to beat the Bucks. That that was that was when they had Jameis, and now that it, it is what it is with those guys, I don't think that the Saints are going to be able to compete and put up points in the same way that they previously could. Again, you just strip away a facet of the the offense for for the Saints, and yeah, their defense is good, but it's so crazy when you watch. There there was that pass in the corner of the end zone to Mike Evans where Brady literally put the ball where. Uh, the defender is fully outstretched and the ball goes right over his hand and goes straight into the only spot that Mike Evans could possibly catch it. I mean, dude is getting better and better as he ages. He knows the scheme that last play in overtime where he just takes his time, wait for, wait for Edmonds, the slot receiver to go across and, and pull the middle linebacker and off to the races. Right. I don't think there's any, any shot that, I mean, 10 and a half, that's a different conversation, but I think the bucks roll here. He's it up. Saints plus 17. I don't know. It's kind of the same way as, as take it when you tease the over under up and you take the under, it still just Whatever, doesn't man. feel right. Even though it may, I think that you're probably right. I mean, 17 is a, a huge spread given how strong the, the defense is um, for the saints. And, you know, again, their defensive line, Brady never loves pressure up in his face. And I think they're going to be able to, to do that. The saints have shown you that they can get pressure. Um, they've got a little more speed that the, the Bucks offensive line doesn't necessarily want to handle in the same way. So probably going to be a tough night for Brady, but so many weapons, what the hell are you going to do? Yeah, I'm on the Bucks on this one. I, 17, <laughs> 17, it scares me. I don't even know if the Saints can score that, you know, to stick with them, but 17, that's a lot, man. Uh, really quickly, I'm just going to get on a, a soapbox really quick. Who is picking the Bears to be in all these primetime games? What are we doing? Why is this happening? They had Sunday night football last week. Bad game. They have Monday night football this week against the Vikings. Vikings are going to uh, Chicago to play the Bears. Vikings are six and seven minus three and a half to the Bears four and nine over under 44. Vikings are going to win this game. Um, that's it. Why are, we, why are we watching the Bears play? Eyes, baby. A lot of people from the Midwest. A lot of people with uh... – Bears roots, a lot of people back in the 80s that were growing up going, wow, that's a, a pretty good team. And you just got a lot of those fans. I Every every spring training, I see all the Cubs fans that come pouring into town. There are a lot of people that are uh, are Bears fans. So eyes, I think, is the only reason that they would be there. And Justin Field, fun to watch. He saw, I mean, they suck. It, they, sure. 
There's a lot of fan eyes. That's great, but they're garbage. My eyes are bleeding when baby. I watch ratings. Them. Ratings. Who's, uh, that's what NBC cares watch, about, man. Nobody what wants I mean. to watch a shitty football game, and all I had to do is watch freaking Green Bay beat them. Although they did get the onside kick, there was a chance, and then they ruined it. So, I mean, there's just, I don't know. Cardinals too, man. I feel this? that. Why are we doing this to ourselves? That's that's the week. That was a quick one. I don't know. We, we did a condensed show. It was fast. I'll go over my locks of the week. I like the Browns. T's plus one. So, I'm giving, you know, they're. They were a little bit higher, but I'm going to get them. So I get a plus. I, I like that. Uh, we have uh, the Niners tease. They were they had a high one, but I'm going to tease it down to two and a half, like the field goal. And then the Bengals, Bengals money line. Bengals are going to win this week. So that, those are my those are my locks of the week. Interesting. Hmm. I'm going to take Packers money line. Of course. Easy. I'm going to take the football team and Eagles under 51 teased. Super cool. And then Saints plus 17. Why? Because <laughs> it's 17 points, man. This is a lock of the week, Jay. This is a lock. <coughs> We're going to monitor this one. We're going to update it. If yeah, it's a lock. Like it. Just we write it off on your taxes, man. Keep keep some eyes on it. Um, my, my locks of the week is going to be a little bit of a, a parlay. So it's going to be Bucks minus four, Packers plus one, and Cowboys minus four. Uh, I'm going to sprinkle in a, a little bit, though, with the uh, Patriots money line. I'm going to definitely take that individually. I feel pretty good about them being able to, to take on the Colts and, and, frankly, do a pretty good job. Uh, that will lead us into the jar lay of the week. Again, gold combination of, of each of our thoughts. Uh, we're going to go with the Bengals money line, Washington football team money line. We're going to really get out here and stretch it out a little bit. And we're going to, we're going to take a little bit of the juice off with the Packers money line. That's going to get you odds at plus one, uh, uh 1047. So a thousand Uh, if you were to bet five, it'd win you 57, 37. Damn it. Be devastated. If Washington wins this week, I, know, I want the Eagles to win. I forecast them in the playoffs. They need to win this game. They can win the next week. This is uh, no. Charlie's more important. Yeah. Jay, hit, hit us with your monster boy. So with the monster, I'm gonna write that first the one. That first one is hilarious. <laughs> I'm gonna take the Saints plus 23 and a half. I think that line moved a little bit, so I think it's plus 24 now. Um yeah, we'll don't don't hate me next week, but the Saints plus 24, cards minus one, the Raiders and the Browns over 29. I did this yesterday. Over 29, Ooh. though. That's not bad. They you should have to score 15. It's going to be less lower than that now. Yeah, it's even less. I feel pretty good about that. So, yeah, I feel better well, let's about Let's check it, it out. Wait, let's check it now. Did you you monstered it, right? Yeah. So, it'd be 13 down from wherever that line is right now. And that line is at... 38. So, it's going to be 25 and a half, bro. Yeah, that's very doable. Uh, I'm going to stay with it. Raiders Browns over 25 and a half and Bengals plus 15. So, that's going to be your monster of the week. Minus 140 are the odds. Win some money. Don't shoot me next week if the Saints don't cover. But plus 24, man. Plus 24. That's crazy. That is crazy. Jay, let, let the people know where they can hear us and where they can interact with us. Where are we at? Yep. This is going to be condensed since I don't update some of the places. But at Cashed Out Pod, you can find us on Twitter or Twitter. on IG. IG. You can find us on Spotify. Spotify. That's where Apple I listen. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. You still listen there. That's where my dad listens now. Tuned in. Not sure that's real, but tuned in. It is. It is. And iHeartRadio. Do people still use the radio? 
And is it I Heart Music? Fuck, I forget fuck every you, week. No, it's I, you it's I Heart Radio. I heard it's radio. I Heart Radio. And fuck you, SoundCloud. Remember that one. We're not there anymore. Because you're too difficult to use. Boys, this was a quick episode. It didn't have as much of the flair, I feel like, as a normal evening episode. Everybody's been drinking a little bit, and we're tired from our work days, and we're just fucking juiced to go. But we got it done. It's great. All three of us were here. We talked about doing a house two-man is still pod. standing. Yeah, we talked about doing a two-man pod. My house is still standing. The internet didn't die. This is great. This has been a fantastic a episode. Win. So uh, we will see everybody next week. Win some money. Kick some ass. Go Cardinals. Go Seahawks. And we're going to end on a on a sing-song note. Happy birthday to, to you. Happy birthday to you. To you. Happy birthday, dear Richard. Ricky. Happy birthday to, to you. you. I'm going to leave the Zoom. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. Win some money. Bye. Hey, listener, gambling can be good and fun. There are some downsides to it as well, mainly losing money. Please remember that the ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are just that. There are ideas and our opinions. You take them, you leave them at your own risk. Um, if you do have an issue with gambling, please remember to reach out for help before it starts to get too serious. Uh, some numbers are 1-800-GAMBLERS or 1-800-522-4700. Give them a call if you need any help. Um, don't let this get too serious. Have fun. Win some money. Take care.